hello all you beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling geeky download. My name's Tommy and I am delighted this week to be joined by our resident, our guest resident, and the twisted mind behind the Stitch Up, the Film Addicts podcast, Hit 66 Sound Screen, and Matthew Vaughn. No, it's not. It is Reeves. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good. Back again. Can't keep a good podcaster down. Back once again is the Renegade Master. Oh, are you just going to go through the whole song? Come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's all I've got. <laughs> I don't actually have anything to say about this week's film, so I'm just going to be singing that song the whole episode. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna disconnect right now. Um, <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. Good to have you, mate. I'm so excited to talk about Madam Webb. <laughs> Madam Webb. Um, I'm going to say nothing to you because we're coming into this completely blind together. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is that I am so so happy that I saw this for free. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say nothing else until we actually get to talking about the film. But how are you, mate? Talk to me. like Because I know you have been stuck in the middle of, should we call it a weather crisis? Yeah, there was um, catastrophic storms uh, in Melbourne this week. Um, it was the largest. Starting off on a positive note, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Well, I'll get to a positive about that. Actually, I just want to ask though, you got to see it for free. What were they fucking handing out tickets out the front of, just to try and get, come in, come and see Madam Webb, please. We need someone to see Madam Webb. I've honestly seen things online of people who've tried to book tickets for this and not been able to go at the time they wanted to because the cinemas were fully booked, quotation marks. Right. And they've actually just gone to that showing anyway, and there's been like five people in there. So feel like they're either giving shit away for this or. Maybe they're lying about the numbers, but basically my, my beautiful partner, bless her, at work, has there is a team which is specifically for the entertainment uh, sector, and they've, uh, some of the team have been to really cool-looking stuff. Like Some of them went to the premiere of like uh, Thor Ragnarok. Not Ragnarok, what's the newest one? Love and Thunder. Some of them went to some of the actually good movies premieres. <laughs> she, bless her soul, thought it was not a really nice thing to get me tickets for this, and it really was. Because I didn't want to pay for this. Yeah. Do, do I had to go? I'll explain my cinema experience after I've talked about the storms, and I'll tell you how fucking frustrating it was. Please, no, not even frustrating. Just like diff- different than usual, and I, I didn't dig it. Um, but yeah, so there's been catastrophic storms in Melbourne, and it was the largest power outage in Melbourne's history. Um, wow, it was five hundred thousand houses without without power. Um, and, so yeah, but, but you survived. I mean, the, the the challenge with that is like everything goes out right. Like all of your food starts to deteriorate. Like Dre even bought a book recently about how to survive in a catastrophic event, and I'm thinking that could have been perfect for you in this. Well, I did all right because you know there wasn't much in the in the fridge anyway um, because I hadn't done a shot for the week, and uh, I only eat vegetables, so they're, they're good. Oh. Um, and you can I grow got... them yourself. Apparently, exactly. nobody knows how to. But... Yeah, I, I I don't, but <laughs> I have a lemon tree. <laughs> um, and uh, as far as like you know, as stuff goes, I've got a whole bunch of battery powered panel lights and stuff for work, and and so I just did that, and so it was just I, I read a lot, um, I cleaned out the oh, fridge, I went through you. my wardrobe, like I hung out with my cats, I worked out. It was it was quite pleasant to be uncontactable and and un um uh I don't know unhung up by by all this stuff. I keep vaguely deciding that I'm going to delete like Facebook because. Like I don't, I don't have TikToks. I mean, the podcast has it, but I, I certainly don't. Mm. If you want to find us, look for Podcast Assemble on TikTok. I do not have that. I obviously have Instagram. That's the one that I tend to use the most. In fact, that's how I contacted yourself mm. in the very, very first place. Other like than that, dick pics all up in me, face, all up in me DMs mean, uh, at right? first, and I was like, "Does he want to do a podcast or get?" Here off? you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
But long story short, I'm thinking of just delete. I keep thinking, deciding I'm going to delete Facebook. But then Facebook has that beautiful integration with like 99% of websites where you can go like, do you want to sign up for this and spend two hours going through all of your details? Or do you just want to go sign in with Facebook? And I go, hell yeah, I'm going to sign in with Facebook, baby. <laughs> and they know. <laughs> and that's, they know. That and they know how do. they've got me. Yeah. I just turned off all of my notifications and or I just hid all my data from them, which they already have anyway. So I'm like, well, you've got all of me till probably about 2012. So who cares? <laughs> if you get up in the morning, someone's tracking you. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just have them for work mostly. I, I don't use the personal ones. Work and the podcast, that's about it. But yeah, right. Of course. Just, it's good. It was just nice to disconnect, honestly. Like, you know, even if it was forced. I know a lot of people, it's a worse situation because they have families and, you know, things like that. But it was just me. Yeah, Games in Sydney. I'm just like hanging out. It was it was quite pleasant. She's still here with the uh, the ballet? Yes. Yeah, they're doing um, Alice in Wonderland at the Ooh. Opera House. I think it's at Opera House. Fancy um, pants. Yeah, she went up on the weekend. Uh, yeah. Well, that's something I would have actually liked to have got free tickets for but instead we got madam web oh dear it's kind of the same <laughs> <laughs> um oh dear hey guys by the way uh if you want to listen to us banter about our weeks feel free to stick around there will be time codes in the description as always supplied by editing genius mr matthew bliss he's yeah, a master yeah. of editing he is the best I, he helps us so much because like i am just not good at podcasting apparently and he just <laughs> makes us sound like there's a really good flow to it isn't it just that way every week's rigs when you listen every week because i know you pretend to listen every week i do sometimes I, didn't, <laughs> I got caught up because i was sick at the beginning of the year you dick uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got a question for you though yeah very quick question for you on a scale of one to five how many stars do you think the listeners should give us for seeing this movie so they don't have to? Eleven. They should give eleven. They should. They should create two accounts. No, three accounts and do three accounts. Yeah, they do three accounts. One, one five. You got to do five stars, and then the other account you do five stars, and then another one you just do one. Just Split keep it, it interesting, you know. Yeah. Okay. You've got to keep it. You got to keep it a little interesting. We can't have five stars all, all the, the time. Way, yeah. We do appreciate it if you guys want to give us a review in your podcast capture of choice. You can do it right there. Apple, Spotify, whatever you use. It helps with algorithms. I don't know how they work, but right. it apparently really helps. The robots know. What have you been up to, Riggs? What's been happening? Well, like I was saying to you off mic, I was really, really ill in, in January. You know, coming yeah, sorry to, to hear year, that. I was, oh, that's okay. I was, um, yeah, New Year's Eve, I was feeling a bit off. I feel like that's a common thread for a lot of people I've some spoken people to. Some people do, yeah. yeah. Some people do it. Is, but I thought it was just because I ate too much gingerbread. Uh, <laughs> now, here's, here's a question for you very quickly before we carry on. Yeah, sure. Where do you stand on the question of gingerbread man? gingerbread house is the gingerbread man made of house or is the house made of gingerbread man fuck <laughs> oh don't open these doors that's the kind of thing that keeps you up at night i know right isn't that just terrifying i mean it's got to be that the man is made what came first fuck i don't know chicken egg what came Help. first <laughs> i really don't know i would say gingerbread man came before gingerbread house if you're thinking about the way that things develop, it's like, I'm going to make a, oh, this is an old timey person. I'm going to make a biscuit out of gingerbread and it's going to look like a man. And then he makes Please, it. Please, can he come back during the podcast? I like that you guy. You like that That's guy? A good I don't one. know where Yeah, yeah, from. he's yeah. good. We'll bring him back. I'll be an old man too. Madam Webb is a like, shit ape. <laughs> I, I can't kind of sound like Patrick Stewart when I do that. I'm an old man too, Logan. <laughs> Yeah, but Logan, the Logan version. Yeah, yeah. Logan, help me, Logan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely, the best version. What the am I supposed to do with this erection? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why he's horny, Patrick Stewart. But apparently, so weirdly, I don't know if I've ever spoken about this in the podcast. The town I am from, I'm from this tiny little town in the UK. 
and this is giving away a lot about myself, probably more than I give away on the podcast normally, <laughs> but he is like the maitre d of the university or something. Like, as in when everyone gets their degrees or their masters or whatever they get from the university, he often comes and does a big speech and hands out the degrees because he's from that town. So he's giving back to the community. And oh. I love that fact about Patrick Stewart. That's beautiful. He's, he is a the man dean, of the maybe? Yeah, well, the maitre d' is the wrong word. Um, maitre d' is a person who serves. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like the d. He can't be the dean because the dean is an active role, but it's like he is an inactive version of the dean. Wow. All right. Have you ever know, seen him right? kicking around? Or? Apparently, he went to my brother's graduation, but I was not there for that. I was probably drunk somewhere. I was very young. I got drunk a lot when I was young. So yeah. this is hey, a different time of my life. Didn't we all? Um, was he in a fucking wheelchair or <laughs> what's up? Ah, oh, if only, if only he'd have brought the X Men wheelchair, that would have been a delight. No, did you see the Super Bowl commercial he did? No, it was really good. It's like Paramount or something. It was fantastic. Genuinely, for an, a trailer for like a shitty streaming platform. Really quite funny. Surprisingly funny. All right. I'll have to go back and have a look. I only saw the trailers, like, you know, Deadpool trailer and all that stuff. Um, you know, because they- Of course, the best. But I didn't, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. So, sorry, going back, I realize we've had 12 conversations since I asked you the original question. That's all right. When you were sick for this period of time, was it conducive to getting through a lot of content or did you (laughs) just die? Not really. I mean, it was watching a lot of Taskmaster. I'll tell you that much. Um, Ugh, I hate that show. Do you? Oh, I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. The British version you don't like? Yeah, even the, especially the British version. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's, uh, um, are they going to take back your citizenship or what's up? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we were just talking about this earlier. I can actually apply for Australian citizenship very soon. So as soon as I can get that, it's like, peace out, baby. Oh, fuck. We'll be happy to have you, mate. You're, you're, you're a credit to, um, credit to the country. A great addition. Thank you, Squire. Um, I no appreciate worries. that. Now I'll do, do Jewel. Right I'll do now. Jewel. So my future kids can have it as well. <laughs> Right on. Um, no, it's, yeah, I didn't get through a, a lot of stuff. Uh, I was mostly in and out of consciousness. Um, yeah, to right. To be honest, so it was pretty rough. But as I was saying to you, it was kind of uh, it was a good reset for the year of like, yeah, New Year's Eve, not feeling too great. New Year's Day, let's watch Oppenheimer and not move. And then, Oof, what a good what a good movie to watch. It's a, it's a good one. But I mean, everybody else was hungover. Like, uh, so I had a gingerbread hangover. But and then by the <laughs> second, I was yeah. It How was so mad? Bad. Uh, it was in the house. It was it was left the roof from the house. It was good. There was no men. Um, but you were saying to me just before we came on air that you went to see the bat. You went to see the Batman Begins last night. Batman no, Begins? No, it wasn't Batman Begins. Yeah, so I'm I'm much better now. Uh, I've been been better for about three yes, weeks. Good so, to hear. And I'm back. And it's it was only my second time at the cinema this year, which is really weird for me. Oh my this, gosh! Uh, but you know, by the middle of February. Um, yeah, I went to the Astor. Of course. Place of peace. The place of peace, the church. Logan's place of peace. <laughs> oh, that's where I'll take my fucking Johnny. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't know. It's just sometimes we get possessed. Uh, for Yeah, um, they did a 35th anniversary screening of Batman 89. And, oh, Tim Burton. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, and it was uh, an original 35-millimeter print from 89. Wowza. Which was stereo sound instead of Dolby. And it was beautiful and wonderful, and just I, I, you forget how good it is and how great Jack is, and um, and they do a little pre-show as well. So they did like the Bat Dance oh. film clip, and you know some interviews with some uncomfortable interviews with Tim Burton at the time, and um, yeah, it was just a blast. I, That's I, I cool. Loved it so much. Did you pay with the Bat credit card? Uh, 
No, I actually um, came down from the roof through a right, skylight right, right. straight into my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's up? It was packed, actually. It was like almost- Oh, great. Yeah, well, I, I didn't have anyone next to me. I, I was there with a, a pal, but he was like, you know, a seat over because, um, you know, you don't want to sit right next to- pals when you've got I mean, elbow room and stuff exactly um, just elbow him out the way get out the way i the film we get to talk about today martin Webb. i actually sat in a theater of about maybe seven people mm. and it was fantastic but there was one there was one guy behind me and i'm not sure if he maybe had some kind of challenge or like ocd but the whole way through the movie he sounded like he was sucking on like a word as original he was like oh, and like having that riff. noise while watching dakota johnson is really irritating <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought it made a performance better. Um, <laughs> Mate, a lot of things could have made a performance better. Uh, I actually did a really cool thing uh, this week, which I think you'll actually quite like this one, funnily enough. We watched a movie, and it was a Netflix movie. I'm not sure why I have to say it like that, but that's how we talk now. <laughs> and it is a Netflix movie called uh, Leave the World Behind. Have you heard about oh, this? Oh, fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was shit house. <laughs> yeah, I was I was mixed with it, right? Because it's obviously Mahershala Ali, it's Julia Roberts, um, Ethan Hawke, who I love, Ethan Hawke's in it, who's making a massive re- renaissance. Is it the Hawkesons? Mm. It's the Ethan Hawkesons. He's coming back. I even liked him in Moon Knight, and you know, like I thought it was quite an interesting first third of a movie. Mm. Like I, I feel like. The one I, I tried not to read anything about this because the partner wanted to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to go in this quite blind, and I just wanted to look at what the IMDb score was. I think it was like six point five, maybe something like that." And I was like, "All right, that's that's you know, that's not that the good? worst. Like, by, by... It's not good. Okay, but um, I was like, I was like, and the first the first thing that came up beneath the score was a review that sort of said like the ending is really frustrating. I mean, that's the 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 gist of it. And I was like, "Huh, I wonder what that means." And yeah, it was really frustrating. Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. It didn't explore anything. There were there were elks and deer in it for some reason. There were. There was a big high pitched noise. I was like, what what is happening? Nothing. Absolutely nothing is what's happening. I uh, you know how positive I am. I, I I'm I go into every you know, thing positively. You're like the opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm a nitpicking little shit and you're like a happy go lucky kind of dude. <laughs> Like if you know, like when we get lose the power or thing, it's all right. At least I've got snacks. Like you know what I mean. Like there's silver lining in all cases. This was my um very very short um letterbox review for Leave the World Behind, which was half a half a star. Fuck these rich people. Uh, fuck these rich, unlikable assholes. Fuck this film for populating itself with horrible people, then trying to make me give a shit about them. And fuck the barely coherent, completely vacant, humans are awful and destroying the planet. But hey, shucks, we're all in it together. Horseshit eleventh hour messaging. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I was angry at that movie. It was a waste of my time. I don't think it's humans are destroying the planet so much as that there is something coming, whether it's natural or man-made, which is going to fuck up probably the US first because those guys, those guys really haven't made many friends in the world. No, no, they're um, they're kind of like the um, the bad roommate, uh, as as Dylan Damn, Warren right? says. It's like, did I break all your shit? Oh, sorry, I'll replace it with yeah. my shit. Like, yeah, literally, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, I more meant there's a scene where the lead girl in it, um, the young African American girl, Mahershala Ali's daughter, and um, yeah. who is 
unnecessarily antagonistic. Like you know, all the time. Just but then so is Julia Roberts. I fucking hated Julia Roberts in this. Yeah, and I don't mind Julia Roberts. They had a conversation in that shed where it was like, you know, yeah, we're all so horrible, but like we've got a band together. It's like this is if you were going to do this, the whole movie should be about this, not about you know ships well, and whatever the fuck. Like I said, it's the, a really good first third of a movie. Yeah. It just needs an act two and an act three, and it would be, you know, it'd be pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon exactly. the stuff they could have explored in this, like themes and tones and stuff. Funnily enough, so does Madam Web. <laughs> 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 Madam Web is, is a barely oh, a first Oh, the act. irony. Mm. Do you, uh, you got anything else you've been up to? Not really, man. I, I, I was location scouting yesterday for a short film that we're shooting in March. Oh, that's um, fun. But yeah, because I was out of, out of um, whack for a while. Um, well, tell me about location scouting. I have no understanding of it in terms of actual physically going and doing it like what do you look for um as a as a a, a producer i look for ease of access and things like that right. and and you know where is it compared to where the parking is close by whatever how do we get there who are the people who work there all that as a director i'm concerned about space you know like mm-hmm. where can where can we be where can um i sit my actors you know what are my shots and as a cinematographer yep. i, I want to see what the light's doing um and and man have many talents you just you're just so multi-talented well you kind of have to you got to be a one-man band when you when you start you yeah know, of course. Like when we started hit 66 hit 66 it was just me and dan and that's it now we've got other people that work for us but I meant to say this up top, but you should spruik all of your stuff right now so that everyone knows where to find you because you're just so interesting. Even I want to remember where you're from. Sure. Well, my OnlyFans is um, <laughs> www.premature. Uh, <laughs> pa- Patrick Stewart's only OnlyFans that he signed up to. It's like, <laughs> Riggs, show me, show me your feet. Hogan, <laughs> you won't put new feet pics up. People, people Why do is enjoy the internet the not working? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's buffering a, some dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. You've got to kind of kind of do that. So, um, but yet more importantly, the other thing is, is usually as a cinematographer, like seeing what the lights doing. I went in there and they had sensor because we're shooting in a, a um, like an office complex. They had to remove um, like I, because the sensor lights. I had to get them to remove the bulbs from the sensor ah. lights because they couldn't turn them off, and I needed to be able to light like the room yeah, yeah. flat without halogens um so without um fluoro sorry so that was like something that that would happen that would be really important but as far as spruiking goes you know look in the shed the bay the the sound the down that guy with the monkey on his shoulder um whoever the <laughs> fuck that guy is that's a really niche reference an organ grinder selling popcorn at a, at a you know circus in 1952 um yes hit 66 sound and screen is the the production company i run we also have a studio called capel sound studios which is a recording studio and record label um, and I've got uh, a podcast um, with my bro, Addy. Uh, it's called The Film Addicts Podcast, and we do... Beautiful content. If you like Thank any you. of this nonsense that we spook, you should absolutely check out Film Addicts Podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have a good time, me and Addy. Um, we, it, it's a positive geared podcast. We don't talk about mm. movies that we don't like. We talk about movies that we do like. I think I think we've taken a lot of um, direction from you in that regard. So. Me and DL probably, I mean, when we started this podcast, as you well know, it was very focused on superhero movies and things of that ilk and, you know, stuff, stuff we thought would be interesting to talk about. Whereas we just like, we're like you. I think we run out of time a lot of the time. So like this, for example, I don't like, I would have, I think we'd have gone to see this movie, Madden Web, because, well, we had the free tickets. So that (laughs) significantly easier. But I think we're both at the stage now where we're like, content's great. But at the same time, I don't want to spend twenty, thirty dollars plus on going to see something which is gonna make me genuinely angry. Yeah. 
it, and and I'm, I don't really feel like that about movies apart from Leave the World Behind, apparently. Yeah, well, yeah. you you certainly proved yourself wrong in that respect. <laughs> and anything with Mark Wahlberg in it. Um, hey, hey, this movie is not good because it ha- doesn't have enough Mark Wahlberg in it. I'm sorry, that that guy can't act. I, the, the fact that he has a career, that guy has done... Don- Donnie, what, what are you saying? <laughs> so, come on, bro. He, he, like, he guy, has, there's some sort of crossroads devil bargain that he's made to learn how to play the guitar. Like It's, <laughs> it's absolute horseshit that he's an actor professionally working in, in, in you know, and I, I know people who can act. I know vegetables that can act circles around the dude. Holy shit. I'd love to meet those vegetables. I bet they're really interesting for podcasts. Aubergine. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got one final bit, if you uh, wouldn't mind me uh, spruiking. It's not spruiking. Oh, sorry. By the way, going back, um, I do not recommend Leave the World Behind. I think if you really want to... I mean, like, it's nicely... Sh- I mean, like, the, the, the partner watched it and she was like, oh, it's beautifully shot. It's it really is, interesting. Yeah, and great. it is. Like, there are parts of it that are, but it does that thing that I really hate in movies where, like, it zooms out of a shot and like we'll zoom like through in quotation marks a window mm. and you get like this like weird wobbly effect for like a split second and i'm like i fucking hate that i fucking hate it but it does do some nice things with camera angles i think it's kind of interestingly shot other than that it's pretty dull um the other thing i did was i started actually while i was back in the uk this is actually a really dumb story so i wanted to watch some stuff while i was in the uk we my mom doesn't have netflix any of that stuff i was there for christmas for three weeks and so I tried to download a bunch of stuff to just keep us going at least long enough while we're in the UK while, you know, we found new things to watch and what's not. And I downloaded the first episode of Reacher, which is from, I think it's from Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Um, and I royally screwed up. I ended up downloading the first episode of the second season of Reacher, Oops. which was not helpful when you haven't seen the first. So <laughs> we didn't watch it then. I mean, they're only tangentially related, but yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wanted to know the beginning, so I, I've been back and I've watched the first cu- first couple of episodes of the first season. The reason I did that was because this has got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. People love which it. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. People absolutely freaking love this. And I kind of I, I kind of see it, at least for the first couple of episodes. Like, sometimes you just want to switch your brain off and watch a big dude beat people up. Yep. That's what Jason Statham's got a career. Uh, right? Right? He's tiny as well. Um, this dude, though, so I don't know if you know about Alan Richardson. 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 I don't know how you say his name. That yeah, guy. Alan Richardson. He is being fan cast as the new Batman by a lot of people. Mm. Do you have any feelings about that other than the fact he's twice as tall as the guy who's been cast as Superman? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Alan Richardson. He's actually... Like what? What he lacks in in acting ability, but then again, I mean, Reacher, which is a lot. Re- well, he's kind of play. He's got to kind of play like someone who's he's sort of on the spectrum a little bit. He's kind of um, yeah, true. You know, doesn't doesn't have the social graces that that you know he he would. And I, that's the character, and that's why he's so good as that character because it's it's so accurate to 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 the book that people love. Yeah, right. But I like his candor. He's been on a bunch of podcasts. Um, Michael, oh cool. Um, Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum and a couple of oh. and talked about openly about his experiences in Hollywood. Would, and also um, the fact that he's bipolar and, and and that he deals with that. Yeah, right. Um, and and he's also one of those guys who is fucking enormous, works out really hard, trains, and then he's like, I got hurt on Reacher season one. I'm forty something years old. I started taking testosterone so that it was easier. Like he's not one of these yeah, other right. guys who I won't name, but you know, you know who I mean, they all are. Of them. The Rock, who are like, Chris yeah, Hemsworth, at, pick one. Yeah, just you know all these gains. I'm like, you're selling a fucking uh, exercise yeah, you're a dream that's not yeah, real, and you're yeah. and you're and you're using chemicals. Like it's it's so obvious. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I kind of dig in, but as Batman, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know about Batman. I feel like he's too, maybe too big to be a Batman. He he's also, yeah. I mean, physically, he's, he's probably, not Batman. He's not my Batman. Yeah, I I just feel like Batman needs to have a little bit more range, a little bit more range as an sure. actor. Like, look at Bale. Like he was just he had like played three different characters in that movie. Yeah, but Bale's Bale's an anomaly, man. Like you, I mean, I was saying that though. Pat and Bat's pretty good. How do, whatever we call him, Robert, Rob, Rob, Pat, Bat and Pat. Emo he's Batman. he's great in that role. I rate I rate that version. I can't wait to see the, set the follow up to that. Um. Talking of Reacher, though, I would, I mean, like, I kind of recommend it. Like, if you just want to switch your brain off, like, sometimes I do. I don't want to have to overly analyze and think about everything I watch. Think about this movie we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to get really angry sometimes. Um, I but this, I, I just walked into this show not expecting anything. And I think that's probably what won it for me. Like, I didn't have any expectations. I'd seen, like, a really small clip on, I think, Instagram of, like, him just big dogging it for, like, not not even like being being like uh aggressive or angry but just overruling someone with his knowledge of the law and it was great and i was like this is interesting enough for me to give it a go mm. gave it a go i recommend if you want to switch your brain off giving uh amazon's reacher a quick shot i mean a lot of people have it's got fucking 95 percent of rotten tomatoes it's very well good. loved very well loved must be pretty good. Well, guys, if there's anything that you've been up to that we haven't talked about that you would like us to talk about, hit us up at Podcast Assemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Or you can just go on our website, www.podcastassemble.com. You get all our details there. You can find us, contact us, send us things. I think we we made it up that it's, uh, what was it, memes, news reviews. Send us all that stuff. We love it when you do. We love to call you out for doing it. Um, Riggs. Mm. We've sort of already spoiled it in many, 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 many ways. But do you want to preface the main topic for this week? It's the main topic theme. It's Madam Web. Uh, Madam Web, baby. It's it's, it's bum. I realise that's what this uh, thing is called, by the way. It's the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Movies. Did you make? I think that I've up? stolen that from somewhere. I think I've stolen that from somewhere. But I realised it when I read it. I, I literally like. <laughs> I wrote it down, and I was like, "This is the fucking worst." Yeah, if you stole that from somewhere, take it back. Um, you could, no, they could, I, I will absolutely. I think it was pro- more than likely the Weekly Planet, my favorite podcast. But like, Spum is just disgusting. <laughs> it is. It, it's not a good. And no, it's not going to catch on. I'm sorry. It's like hat and shoes to it, match. It should catch on because people shouldn't watch these things. I'm just going to preface this up top. We are going to do most uh, non spoilers and then sort of a little bit of spoilers. It's fucking hard not. Like, this movie is so bad, there's nothing really to spoil. Yeah. But I just really need to say, before we start, that this lowest common denominator piece of fucking garbage is my entire problem with Hollywood. Now, I did a YouTube video maybe a month, maybe two months ago about why pe- why are people being so harsh to the Marvels, the movie that one of the latest MCU movies with Brie Larson, etc. Sure. And I got a comment on that. Which maybe opened my eyes a little bit, and I mean, it was—I mean, it was a little bit facetious. The video, like I was obviously taking the piss out of the myself and it and everything else. But somebody kind of put a comment on this video. Thank you for the comment. I'll find it and put you in the description of this episode. And it just sort of said like Hollywood pumping out lowest common denominator garbage just because it's a superhero thing and th- expecting people to see it and or like it is the reason why Hollywood movies are so shit right now. Mm. And my God, were they right? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I was having a talk with Addy about this on the last episode. We did a best of 2023. and 
having a look at the things that did really well, you know, last year, like Barbie and like Oppenheimer. Um, you yeah. know, Barbie's obviously a franchise, but it was its own thing. Yeah, but like creatively, it was you know not redundant, and it also had DNA. Like it's you know you could you could see yeah. the the um Greta Gerwig sort of all over it, and people yeah, right. and the fact that you know Oppenheimer's did over a billion dollars, almost half of which was IMAX. Um, you know, yeah. it people are tired and they they want nutrients you know what i mean we've been well, eating yeah, fucking mcdonald's yeah. for 10 years and then someone gave us some broccoli and we're like oh shit i feel amazing right oh i don't know if it's that i don't i, I think it's more that the cinema experience is like it's not cheap right and i'm not like like i say i got lucky i saw this movie for free which doesn't happen very often but i don't want to be paying 30 dollars a ticket to see this and there's two more of these movies coming out this year. Fucking two. What's the other one? Uh, there is uh, Craven Hunters coming out this year, and so is Venom 3. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Craven, but Venom 3 you can keep. Oh, why? Why? I don't know. It, You'll have to come on for Craven my, if we my, ever do it. My argument about these movies, this, this Sony-verse thing, is, oh, I'll do Craven with you, absolutely. It, and I did it because me and Addy just did an episode on Morbius. And, and, yeah, right, like, okay. In a positive way. Right? Why? Because um, I don't think that's as bad as everybody thinks it is. But I also think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is. So it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of, it can be that for that or it can be, we found some interesting shit in there that we like. But anyway, all of these movies should have nothing to do with Spider-Man. They should just be horror movies. Yeah. I mean, sure. Like remove the Spider-Man nurse, like not yeah, yeah, Madam yeah. Webb, whatever. You, you've got the rights. You can do what, just call it Madam um, abdomen Cassandra. or whatever. Something, something about, you know, spiders or whatever, you know, Madam Spider and just like don't have it connected to spider-man and just make a horror movie about a woman who can see the future and all this shit that sounds terrible as well but let, let's do stupid <laughs> plot summaries for Ooh, this can do we? you have a stupid plot summary for this movie amazing yeah i'm really excited about this um please <laughs> three teenaged girls who will be sticky in the future come under the tutelage oh. of a madam hell-bent on saving them from one rough customer <laughs> now oh that is that is bellissimo. That is, that is it's, it's something wildly inappropriate. Oh, it's I love outrageously it. inappropriate. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And no, no offense intended to anybody. I just was Please. like, this. Well, she's called a madam. This is weird. Yeah, it was just, it was strange. Basically, a Melbourne sex shop advert. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them. I did mine a little differently this week. Now, there's a couple of things I've done a little differently just for you because mm. I think just sticking to the regular format of this is probably going to be yeah, a little bit you know, dull. So what I did this week was I decided to change my perspective. And before I walked into the cinema and saw this hot, hot pile of garbage, I wrote down what I thought the stupid plot summary would be based on what I've seen in the trailer or trailers, whichever. Uh, and, and you tell me, you tell me how, how relevant this is. It's not, it's not as quite as, um, bespokely funny as yours is, but you just tell me just based on the trailers, Spider-Man references without Spider-Man. Madam Webb managed to butcher the law of everyone's favorite friendly neighborhood spider by delivering a confusing, timey-wimey, and ultimately boring plot. The latest entry in the Sony Marvel universe does nothing to break the streak of insanely average spin-off movies. Jesus, talk about prescience. Can you, <laughs> can you go into a big web thing and fucking tell the future as well? Because that's remarkably accurate. 
isn't it isn't it just i was like i just know fucking exactly what's gonna happen in this film in fact you know what i didn't this movie did surprise me but not in good ways so this is from director sj clarkson who has actually done some really interesting stuff she did a show from the uk called life on mars which if you haven't seen i would recommend as one of my all-time favorite tv shows it has uh john sim in it who's who's known from a lot of things doctor who he's done some really awesome stuff and this has been voted a number of times as one of the best TV endings of all time. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend go away and watch that if you get the opportunity. But she did some Marvel stuff too. So she was a director on Jessica Jones. She did The Defenders. She also interestingly did the unaired Game of Thrones prequel. Now, I think she's pretty cool. I feel like she's got a pretty cool CV. Like there's nothing screaming to me that she is the wrong person to direct this. But this was also written by the guys who did the Power Rangers reboot in 2014, whatever it was. Okay. So I feel like you're really hitting some weird sort of like mesh together of things here. It's it's not, it was never going to be good. And I mean, you've got Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, uh, Isabel Merst, uh, you have Celeste O'Connor, you have the bad guys equal Sims, who is uh, Tahar Rahim. We're going to talk about him. We are going to talk about him. And there's a bunch of other people just thrown in there, like Emma Roberts is in this, uh, Adam Scott's in this, who, by the way, I fucking love Adam Scott. He was in Severance, one of the best TV shows I think I've seen in a long time. Really good on podcasts. He's, you know, just a wholesome, nice bloke. Great actor. Great actor. Great actor, right? Um, and it's a shame because I couldn't find a goofy IMDb picture for this, which is, which is a real shame. But the thing, two, two things about this movie, and before we even start talking about it, first and foremost, two of the main, well, all of the main stars, when this movie was, uh, announced, put out, uh, social media posts, and they all included Marvel Studios, which is very, very interesting because obviously Marvel Studios is the MCU. This is not. And there has been recent talks that the likes of Sidney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson specifically are distancing themselves from the movie because they believed they were part of an MCU movie. And to roll on from that, Dakota Johnson, very soon after the first trailer was released, left her agency for a different, for a new agency. Fuck. Which was raising eyebrows around the fact that she really thought she was in an MCU movie. Wow. But I mean, how could but, you? I just, I, I don't understand. Like, it, it's so ingrained in our culture. She, for me, I feel like Dakota Johnson's one of those people who probably doesn't actually go on social media. She doesn't have social media. She doesn't need it. Like, why would she? She's rich. Who cares? I feel like if you're not part of the zeitgeist a little bit, like celebrities are, uh, you know, they're not a lot of them aren't on social media. A lot of them don't care about that stuff. Mm. How would you know the difference? Like, you just wouldn't. And, but that then, here's my question to you, Reeks, as a fellow nerd. We are in that sphere together. If you were a regular person on the street who is used to the MCU pumping out three movies a year, all these TV shows at this point, there's only one MCU movie coming out this year, which is Deadpool. But you see a Marvel movie coming out called Madam Web. Would you go and see it? Assuming that it could be part of the MCU and it could be interesting and furthering the story. Uh, you know, you had a passing interest in the MCU. Like, could you be tricked into this? If, if I wasn't a fan of this stuff. Yeah. Probably not. Like if I saw, because it, it doesn't have like even Venom or or Morbius for that matter or Craven, unless you know Spider Man lore or Marvel lore, you don't know. Like this is like Madam Web is the most esoteric one they've done. Like honestly, it, totally. it's so it doesn't. Wild. Like, you, I would look at that poster. If you look at the poster, 
you're like, oh, what is this? Well, that's why I made that's my I made that horrendous, you know, yeah, stupid yeah. plot summary <laughs> joke because there's no telling what this could be. And Madam Web, like, what the fuck? It, it, yeah, it doesn't say unless you put Marvel on the poster. Of course not. And I was actually talking to my partner about this earlier, and she she didn't know. She had no idea that this wasn't an MCU movie. But not only is it exactly what you said, like it, it's the most bland, uh, cookie-cutter piece of garbage in terms of its advertising and in terms of its posters, etc. Like, to make a billion dollars off a movie, especially a superhero movie, you can't just bring in the superhero fans. That mm. probably makes up maybe a fifth, maybe a fifth of the box office. To make a billion dollars... You need the man on the street whose mate is raving about this, saying, you got to see this. You don't need to see any of the other stuff. Like, you got to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, and they're just not going to get up. It doesn't. It's just nothing. It doesn't, um, it doesn't indicate its audience either. Like, it doesn't tell you who nah. this is for. Like, this nah. is not for the people who enjoyed Venom. It's not for the people who enjoyed Morbius. Well, you wouldn't know it was yeah, part of that there's, universe. There's no, there's no way. And, and, and it's also set in the past. Which is interesting. And also, yeah, right. if you tell me that your movie's set in 2003 or whenever the hell this is set, whatever, or 1993 or whatever it is, you, you can just tell me and I'll believe you. You don't have to fucking show me a blockbuster. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, or a poster for Beyonce's Crazy in Love. Like, I get it. I've, you've said it already. Like, Well, you, you say that. Uh, that's actually really interesting. We'll talk about the cinematography and world building. But what's interesting is that the fashion specifically and some of the music type uh, vibes that were coming out in 2003 they're fashionable now yeah like the things i was wearing in 2003 you know baggy jeans skinny tops a little bit emo looking all that shit's in me and my partner went to a restaurant the other day and i was like every single one of these people working here who's sub 19 are wearing the stuff that i actually wore when i was yeah. sub 19 yeah. and like you maybe you wouldn't tell maybe you were just like this is a weird spotlight into where fashion is right now so maybe they had to maybe you're right throw like, Beyonce. chuck, a, chuck a, a blockbuster in the background just so everybody knows and all the right. kids go what the fuck's that so what what's the like loose plot of this we're talking still non-spoilers like what what's happening sure um well i i think you know you've got uh what's her name charlotte casey i think i remember <laughs> What's Madam Webb's name? What's Madam Webb's name? Oh, Cassandra. Cassandra is uh, the daughter of a, a person who was investigating spiders, and uh, and you know through a few different uh, encounters, uh, she passes on some special cognitive sixth sense like ability to her daughter, um, who then starts to uh, use them first as an as a uh, EMT, and then as a person trying to save a bunch of young girls from. A, another spider-empowered psychopath. This is effectively the origin of Madam Web, which, yeah. you know, is not the comic book version and not one that I particularly needed to see. And I've got to say, as loosely based as this is on one of the comic books, this bears no resemblance to anything, like anything really, like none at all. No. It's apparently incredibly loosely based on the book of Ezekiel, who's the bad guy in this, who we will talk about. I have things to say about him. But first and foremost, I have to just say, like, Dakota Johnson has the least charisma I've ever seen in any actor, a anything ever. Even she, she'd be bad in like a college movie. You, you stole one of my notes. Like she, she right. is, she is beyond low energy. Um, right. Um, I just, I, I, it doesn't even seem like she's in the room with these other people. I, I, I would maybe assume at some point she probably wasn't because a lot of this was, I think, CGI. But 
at the same time, like, give us anything to talk about. Like, I know you're a Nepo baby and you've got plenty of money. You don't need to fucking work for the rest of your life, but at least fucking try. Like, give the character more than a single dimension. Christ, come to come to the table with anything. Yeah. Do, um, when you say Nepo baby, do you mean that because she was given spider powers by her mum? Or do you mean Dakota Johnson? <laughs> who's she? Who's her parents? Uh, her dad was a fairly famous TV actor in Hollywood, so she got le- she got legs up. She's not off the streets. Yeah, I just... I, f- I feel like it's she's she's very cold as to to be a lead. She's not uh, very right? likable throughout most of it. I, the script's not helping her either. It's 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 silly. No, and this kind of dancing around the Spider Verse that we're doing is just you know it, like going to Peter Parker's baby shower and like I never name checking him. It's like we fucking know. <laughs> You know well, I mean? there's like there's a load of rumors that this was gonna um, connect to one of the different Spider-Man universes. So either it was originally supposed to be uh, Tobey Maguire, then they realized that doesn't work because Spider-Man came out in 2003, I think. Yeah. So it'll have to that be doesn't fucking work. And then they were gonna do Holland, but then even that doesn't quite work out properly. So they're just like. Uh, we just won't say anything and hope for the best. Yeah, don't worry about it. Right? Yeah, I just and and you know, seeing seeing a spider person like in Ezekiel, uh, with these powers, climbing on a wall in a in a costume that's reminiscent of the Spider Man twenty ninety nine suit, I think looked yep. quite good. I I thought that was a really, I liked it. You know, good look to it. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know what they're doing, mate. Like, I, re- I really don't. Well, it's not even unintentionally funny. It's just nothing. Yeah. And there are times when, like, and I'm skipping around here and I apologize, but speaking of performances in Dakota being really, really not good in this, like, there's no chemistry between the actors at all. Like, mm. none of them. The closest you get to chemistry is, is old mate, the favorite we were literally talking about, Adam Scott, and uh, and this brick wall Dakota Johnson. I'm like, he's at least warm. He is at least charismatic in some, you know, respects. But like, how do you how do you manage to pull that off when you're speaking to a cardboard cutout of a person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, he he is really talented and a, a, as an actor, and he does hold the scenes that he's in. Agreed. And I, you know, me, I'm I'm a fairly positive person. I found positive things about it, you know. But I just right. I found myself. What were they? Bored. Um, <laughs> he, Adam Scott was one of them. Um, yeah, he was. You know, I I, I thought there was some. Some interesting ideas. This nothing was developed, and it was all kind of it was all kind of first act. It actually reminded me of Unbreakable, the M Night okay. Shyamalan picture, which is all first act. Interesting. Um, it's you know it is the origin story of David Dunn's um, yeah. uh, you know character, which was then built on in Split and and, and Glass, right, yeah. but just as a as a as an artifact. You know, because it's of the time period as well, and some of the visuals, you know, are, are handled much better by a, a much better technician or a much better director. This was directed like an episode of TV, yeah, like yeah, right. No, no shade to the director. It's, it's obviously a very difficult job, and and you know, they did the best they could with what they had, but it was definitely, um, yeah, it looked like <laughs> sub Arrow sort of era kind of, yeah. You know. And uh, and you're right. No shade on like everyone behind the scenes in this because I mean, for a lot of movies, you watch them and you like. You can tell this has been chopped to shit in the editing booth. Mm. This looks terrible. They clearly had 15 minutes to create this visual. It was going in a multi-million dollar blockbuster. No shade to those guys, but there's like there is nothing redeeming about this, even a little bit. Even the CGI is bad. All of it's just not good. The story goes nowhere. It's full of dull cliches. The girl power, girl team up cliche thing just doesn't work for me. 
There's a load of weird shit in the cinematography, which really creeped me out. Like, so... A lot of strange example, crash zooms and shit. And for example, like a, a really specific example, Sydney Sweeney, is, they're all supposed to be teenagers. She's supposed to be a teenager as well. She is, of course, a beautiful lady. Um, but there's bits where, for example, they're running upstairs and the camera pans underneath them. So you can see up her short schoolgirl skirt. And I'm like... She's a fucking teenager. Mm. Like, who are you trying to... Like, you're not appealing to dudes with this because A, she's a teenager and that's cr- B, that's fucking creepy. And you're not appealing to women because all of this is cliche and utter shit. Like, what are you? What are we doing with this world-building cinematography? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was as, as objectively um offensive uh, it, you know no. in terms of its 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 portrayal of teenage girls it, it, that it could have been and that might be the fact that it had okay. a female director or as i assume they identify as female um yeah. but you you are right there was definitely a you know we've got to get something in there for the 15 year old boys because i think this is probably like it's it's bespoke but i don't know who it's for and i yeah, think right. maybe it's like teenage girls that like we want to get that because marvel in terms of its um bench doesn't really have an aggregate like you know, as as mm. far as a, a female-led superhero team thing goes, maybe they've got um, uh, what's her name, Kate from Hawkeye. Yeah, right. You know, uh, well, I think they're trying to do a Young Avengers, which I feel like is probably going to be run by Kamala Khan's character, which could be kind of fun. But I that that's not for me. Like, I'm not going to be interested in seeing a Young Avengers film. Yeah, you know. So more more than Madam Web, though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> mate i'd watch anything over watching this again like you get you name a movie i'll fucking watch it over this sounds of the south the uh walt disney movie which is complete racism all the way through <laughs> yeah sure why not i'll watch like that over watching this again say, yeah completely yeah, just watch the Zabruda film you know this is <laughs> um that's my favorite triumph of the will uh no just jokes and again, back to back to my my plot summary. That was kind of the feeling I had was like, who is this for exactly? Because half the time yeah. it's like you know, girl, a girls empowerment absolutely, and you know, being together. And then the other half the time you're like, why like, why is they wet all of a sudden? You know, it, it was yeah. it was just it felt <laughs> peculiar to me. Um, yeah, I feel like this must have been chopped to shit in the editing booth. Like there is no way that this wasn't going to be a completely different film. I mean, and for me, one of the things that really screams to that is the villain, which is Ezekiel Sims. Now, first and foremost, like great character, he's been ADR'd horribly in this. The whole film. There are so many times where they just don't show his face or his mouth, and there are words coming out. But mm-hmm. well, for a start, whatever accent he's going for, I'm baffled by because the guy's French. It's his accent, isn't it? Well, the guy's French, but he sounded like he was trying to do a Hispanic accent, and oh. none of it worked. Right. It was just bad. The villain was like. I quite liked seeing the villain being this prowling, almost like horror creature in the background, stalking them. That's what I'm that saying. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And the fact that they were using like newer technology, kind of interesting. Like, not an awful idea. Yeah. But at the same time, you just layer over it this butchered dialogue, whatever subplot of girl power. And like, I- I'm all for girl power. I would happily watch a good movie. And half the problem I think people have with these types of films is that. They're just so cliche to the point of being offensive. Yeah, they're it's low hanging fruit with this this yeah. Sony uh, universe, and and like I said, I, I quite like Morbius. I think there's some interesting visual stuff going on there. The, the story interests me, like the drive that the character has. You know, the engine of the film is interesting. I, I, I like a hot take though. I kind of like I enjoy Madame Web more than I enjoyed either of the Venom pictures. I find those okay. fucking obnoxious. I love Tom Hardy. I think he's one of the most talented actors working today, and I'll watch him in anything. 
But those movies, and you know what it is? It's that first one. And the line is where he's like- Turn in a wind? No. Yeah, that's pretty horrible as well. But it's where (laughs) where the- the the big symbiote turns up and, and you know, mixes with- The gooey thing. Riz Ahmed's yeah. character gets this symbiote bonded to him and, yeah, you right. know, the Venom symbiote says to Eddie Brock, he's like, oh, that's, you know, that's on our planet, that's what we call a team leader. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, please? On my planet, I'm kind of a loser too. What are you talking about? You, you're- you're uh, uh- an, un, an only sentient goo. Like, fuck <laughs> off. It just, and then the second one, forget about it. Like, it's just so ridiculous. It's so, so like that. So these are all, and I've talked about this many, 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 many times on a podcast. These are all to me plain movies. Now, what I mean by that is I, you, for the most part, unless it was for content, I will do anything for content. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know if I'd watch Sounds of the South. That was a joke. It's racist and we don't want, we don't want that in our <laughs> lives. But like this type of thing, I'll, I would usually have not seen in the cinema and waited until I'm on a long haul flight going back to the UK or, you know, wherever you're going on your long haul flight. And it's just there and you go, oh, that's going to kill two hours. I'll watch that. Yeah. And and it's like, I wouldn't have either. I, I did it because you were like, hey, do you want to do Madam Web? And I'm like, I want to do a fucking episode with you, sir. Um, <laughs> and I went to, this is- And this we is, appreciate this it. This will tell you, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um this is how bad it was. I told you, it was like, it's not playing at my local, the cameo. It's not playing at the Asta. Yeah. It's not playing at, um, another cinema that's close to my, uh, one of the offices I, I do contract stuff at. And it's not playing at the one in the city I sometimes go to. It was playing at Eastland in Ringwood. I'm sure all your Eastland homies out there and, uh, very limited. And I went in, but it was the extreme screen. So it's like a bigger ah. format thing. I don't know if they blow it up to 70 millimeter or whatever. But anyway. And um, it was more expensive. And by the time I got a popcorn as well, like it was close to 40 bucks to see this horseshit. I feel like I should halves that with you. I feel terrible. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. I've, I work for a living. That's good. Um, just could claim that shit back. But yeah, that's the, right. the other thing as well is, you know, just as a little aside, people, this happened when I went and saw um, a, a retro of Speed at the Cameo the other night as well. Just- Motherfuckers on your phones. There was a guy yeah, two seats that. away from me, full brightness, scrolling and reading something. And I leant over and I was like, hey, hey, bruv, that's really fucking distracting. Can you take it outside? And he yeah, took yeah, umbrage. Yeah. He was like, all right. I'm like, well, hang on. You're doing the wrong thing, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting <laughs> There's literally here- an advert before this film that says not to do that. We're, we're, t- we're 10 minutes in. I've, I've waited, you know, like I'm, t- I'm trying to chew popcorn quietly, you prick. Anyway. <laughs> That was the that was the most um that was the most conflict that happened in, in, during that movie was that interconversation. <laughs> is, isn't it so much worse when you're seeing a horrible film and the experience is horrible as well? Yeah, like, all of it. And like I had the guy behind me who was going, yeah. Like <laughs> if you imagine them both been in the same cinema, you'd have you'd have shot someone. It would have been terrible by the end of it. Like, eating a whole um, mango. I, fuck. Just getting back to this, I just like I I I wanted to say nice things about the the three second leads sydney sweeney isabella merst and uh celeste connor uh celeste connor i just i couldn't find nice things to say like there the chemistry is not there i actually didn't mind uh celeste connor's uh, matty franklin uh, she was very clearly written to just be a stereotype of a girl who has everything who's rebelling blah 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 but like i thought that performance at least had a bit of heart to it i could have ironically seen her as a very good like iron heart in the mcu I don't know if you know about that character. Yeah, she was in the second Black Panther yeah, picture. Yeah, she was, absolutely. I think she would have been great at that. I feel like that's the ideal role for her um, in, in these films, not whatever this is. But like everything about it, the it's so long. 
every decision everyone makes to prolong the story of this film is just utter nonsense. Mm. So like when, when Dakota Johnson drops them off in the forest and they're just there and the girl's like, I don't want to do this. We said we have three hours, but I need to wait. It's like, none of this is making sense. A man just tried to murder you all. Just stay fucking still. Yeah. And then she goes to the Amazon for a fucking 45 minute trip. I'm like, one, in 2003, you're not going to go to the Amazon without a guide, without a GPS, without anything, and just wander into the Amazon. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And two, that's not taking you a week. You're going to be gone for a month minimum. Yeah. Like, what is happening here? Uh, you, you're right about that middle section. Like, she's going to the Amazon? It's like in that second Ninja Turtles movie where they end up fucking, you know, in Africa or some shit. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. You are four That's New a real Yorkers. deep cut. Like, I love that reference. How are you getting there? Did you get in, go in steerage? I don't, you're huge turtle people. Anyway. I tell you what. I tell you what. We recently rewatched the very first of those Ninja Turtles movies, and that is way different to how you remember it. It is so long. They're in the countryside for the majority of it because one of them gets beaten up and yeah, they have Raph, to hide. He gets, he gets the shit yeah. kicked by the foot soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking and love that like, movie, man. I do too, but I'd forgotten that whole sort of middle chunk of it. Like the second act is way too long, way too countryside. It's a bit <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> way this, too meditative. Yeah, right? This is just the first act of a movie and it's all crap. I, I don't have many nice things to say about it. Even the action looked hideous. Yeah, it's just, it's cut in this way that it's trying to give you reference to what Madame Webb's, like, you know, uh, uh, prescient ability is to see the future and, you know, to change events and stuff like that. But it was just like Bad scattered, scattered editing and scattered cinematography does not translate to that. You need to be more specific. Like, like in Unbreakable, when you sort of see. You know, it's not flashes and things like that. You sort of see segments, you know, not again, but yep. you see them from another perspective and it's clear what, what's happening and the geography still works and all that stuff. And as far as the chemistry between the three teenagers go, they're stalled because they're, st- again, they're stuck in the first act yeah, of a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's another movie that's, you know, the version of them. And you see them in the costume like twice. In a flash forward. Yeah, which is sort of- I think this might, this might be- uh- teetering on spoiler territory but you're absolutely right oh, it's in the trailers you see him in the trailers you it's know, true but you know but like that's it and we'll talk about that when we get there i think the worst thing i can say about this movie is i can't remember any of the final act or action scene mm. none of it what like what happens in the final action scene what i'm saying is is there anything in that last action scene which stands out to you is there anything are they i mean like you want the final action scene of a movie to be the big spectacle you want it to be memorable you want it to push the boundaries in some way or other but this like, i don't remember it <laughs> like, yeah what is there's, it? there's nothing dynamic about it there's there's elements yeah. that you remember because it's they're plot based but it, or you know they've been indicated but there's nothing that says you like you go wow that was that was something else you know even even you know morbius when the final fight scene when it's you know he's, he's got the purple coat on he's got that kind of oh, stuff and coming he, he off just the a kamehameha yeah <laughs> with bats it's sort of there's you none know, of that uh, there's something there, but yeah, it was very. You really want to make Morbius a good thing, and I don't like what you're trying to do. No, here. I'm see, gonna, see, that's I'm the thing. Stop I don't, this in its tracks. I don't care about other people's opinions. It's I, it's Morbin time, mate. Yeah, it's Morbin, Morbin time. time. I don't want a sequel. <laughs> I just I have a better I have a better understanding of what it was trying to do. Fair enough. Uh, question for you, Ned. Do you have any tones or themes that this movie tried to I don't know represent or look into? 
I mean, it's 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 Spider Man. It's it's great power, great responsibility. The, or, the origin, yeah. yeah. Found families somewhere in there as well. Like, it's not a deep movie, guys. Like, if you if you've got this far in a podcast and you haven't realized that this is not a movie which has multiple layers to it, then I can't stress that to you. Enough. Deep as a bird, but yeah. Now, what what we'd normally do here is we do three best and three worst, which is three reasons why you might want to see this movie and three reasons why you might not want to see this movie. If it's cool with you, Riggs, I'm going to skip best and just go straight to worst because I've got about 10. And uh, I feel like uh, the CGI, the tied superhero tropes, the girl power cliches, the awful one-dimensional villain, the lack of chemistry, I can go on and go on and on. But if you have any good things to say, I would love to hear them. I do. I've got three because that's how we Please. normally do your segment. That I would love to butcher. The, the, yeah, exactly. These are, you know, these are pretty, pretty, you know, loose. Adam Scott, of course, and my bruv, like... What are you doing here? I don't know what you're yeah, doing here, mate. Yeah. Um, I think they were all tricked into this. It, either they were contracted to do films and they had to do them, or they were tricked by some devil. Yeah, or the script was maybe Mephisto. When they got it. I don't. Maybe it was your Fisto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, he's great. And 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 you know, I saw him in a movie the other day called Sleeping with Other People um, with Alison right. Bray and and um, the guy who plays Ted Lasso, which I really enjoyed. And, and he's he's such a fantastic performer. I really I really love. Oh, let's check that out. It's good, yeah. Sort of alternative romantic comedy. Did you ever see Palm Springs? No. I think you'd really like that. It is similar similar in terms of it being an alternative romantic comedy. It does the Groundhog Day thing, but puts a really interesting twist on it. I think it's Andy Samberg and the mother from How I Met Your Mother. It's it's fun. Oh, so Bill Murray's in it? <laughs> if, if only Bill Murray made a if cameo. Only. Bill Murray! Why aren't you making a cameo in this movie? Logan, get Bill Murray into this movie for me. I don't know why we're bringing back Patrick Stewart for just a hot second here. Why is Wolverine other- doing that? He's senile. He thinks Wolverine does all this stuff. Sure. Like he turns off the internet and it works again. Um, <laughs> do you have, you, had, you said you had other bests. What were your I best? just said three. Yeah. So Adam Scott, um, the, the representation of the, um, uh, uh, like the visual representation of her powers I liked in the, um, like not not in the sort of scattered cutting and all that stuff, but just how they represented it, like as a web, um, as we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah, yeah, which is which is sure. sort of cool. And the use of Britney Spears' "Toxic," which is a fucking <laughs> slamming track. That track fucking slaps, man. That is one of the best hooks of all time. It, it is good. I'm just wondering what year that actually came out in. Uh, let me just check this in the background. Let me type 2002, Toxic by 2003. Or right, while you're doing that, I'll do my worst. I just did three worst. Um, it's all. It f- was 2003, but they can just get away with it. Yeah, I wonder what month the film's set in. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all first act is the problem. Yeah. You know, you get to a place in the movie where you're like, oh, fuck, that's the movie. That's 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 the movie mm-hmm. I wanted to see, mm-hmm. not this this thing. I mean, at no point did I ever think I wanted to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we made you. The, I mean, the fact that it took me five or six different cinemas to find it, it is indicative of oh, the problem. It's, people yeah, don't have any faith right. in this brand at all. And um, Dakota Johnson just is, is, until the last five minutes, she is completely devoid of of yeah charisma and and you know the kind of star quality you need to you know start a franchise because that's what they're trying to yeah. do here you know? yeah absolutely and yeah. I, but I, I gotta say though i feel like even saying in the last five minutes you're uh you've been incredibly nice to yeah yeah i am i'm an incredibly uh, nice dude well what do you think the imdb score is for this right now oh fuck it'd be 1.9 oh it's 3.8 which i think is nice can you guess the percentage rotten tomato score for this i think i saw this it was like 
it was like 14 or something. It is exactly 14%. Fucking yeah, dunks. Which is... Doing dunks. Which, which is brutal, but also like bang on the mark. And my current favorite, which is Letterbox, which is all user reviews. You yourself post Letterbox reviews, interestingly. All user reviews, and it's always 3.6. But can you guess what the Letterbox review is for this? It's like 1.9 or something. It is 1.9. Yeah. <laughs> it is just... It's so bad even Letterbox thinks it's bad. That's how bad it is. People are, are, are looking at it. You know, there's a, a curio going on there. It's like people sort of want to see it the same way. They're like, is Morbius really that shit? And they go, oh, it is. It's That's incredibly shit. I'll never watch it again, but I'm glad I went and saw it at a midnight screening. This is definitely not so bad that it's good. It's just really bad. Like, mm. I, I don't want to, like, trash anything. And if you make up your own mind, maybe this will be someone's yeah. favorite movie. Of course. You never know. Yeah, yeah. And this this could be someone's first ever movie, which, you know, I feel for that child. But, like, you never know. It, it, it could be. That baby's growing up weird. Yeah, right? This, what we do now is we like to do our rating system here at Podcast Assemble, which is whether this movie is better or worse than the most average movie that you know, we've come across in our time on this planet, which is Aquaman 2018 and why. Reeks, mm. is this better or worse than Aquaman 2018 and why? It's, it's, it's worse. It has no DNA um it, it has no uh momentum it has no intent um yeah. aquaman has a, has a, an actual story engine and yeah. it has a director who has a a fingerprint a vision yeah and, mm. and and something to say I, I like again no shade to the director of this i'm sure it was really hard making it but there's i can't see anybody in this no nah. and i completely agree i think the it is worse than aquaman and the thing that does it for me is that people in aquaman look like they were kind of having fun like they were at least like present. Yeah. Like there's a big fucking octopus over there playing the drums. Of course there is. I will absolutely imagine that for CGI. Where Dakota Johnson's going like, what does an explosion look like? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's just like fucking get any personality, man. Like, and, and I'm really, tr- I really thought when I came into this, I was going to try and give her the benefit of the doubt and not be too directly harsh on her performance. But the more we've talked about it and the more I thought about it, just the more angry I get that this is a real thing. And people are paying fucking money to see this. Money. Not so. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, well, I fucking did. It's didn't. made like $3 million in the US box office. Wow. Yeah, that's good to hear. It is. It is I don't think real... the budget was huge, though. I think it had like an $80 million budget, but that's neither here nor there. We'll do some very quick spoilers and then we'll wrap it up. Mm. The crux of this movie is that the bad guy Ezekiel saw a vision of the three teenage girls teaming up in the future he basically did a minority report and tried to kill them before they killed him minority report fucking better movie much better movie um Cass was a complicated pregnancy it turns out that in utero while she was still growing she had some physiological problem which meant that her mum was trying to find this spider which we barely even managed to talk about in the Amazon to save her and save countless others so this resentment that Cass has towards her mother the whole way through which I actually didn't even fucking realize no, until I saw the scene where they made up there's no resentment there there's nothing it's it's all moot it's a moot point it's basically that she, uh, her mum was trying to save her it is it's moot it's a cow's opinion they hug and they get closure in the yeah, spider-verse in, in her sort I of find that- web power times yeah but you should feel something that's the moment you should feel something and you just don't you yeah do, right that, and you that, don't. That, that was the problem there's no again, no emoticons back to morbius i understand the idea of a person who who like isn't in control of their addiction or their animalistic nature or whatever it is and right. fighting that and you know the the inner turmoil the struggle to to not be you know the monster that you you clearly are like that's that's yeah agency um 
there's no agency here at all. And and that, like I said, we're into spoilers now. The you said there's no there's no um stinger Spoil scene. Spoil shit this. out of it, my yeah, man. Yeah, there's no stinger scene for this picture. And Tommy was like, There's no stinger, thank God. I'm like, Well, the last few minutes is the stinger. It's you know, she's got her powers fully and, and the girls haven't yet, but she's like, I can see your future and they're all together in their costumes and the Madam Webb who wears the big 90s yeah, sunglasses right. and all this stuff. Like, this yeah. is is the movie gonna start now? Is this a four hour yeah. long movie and we're gonna be- <laughs> begin? Like Yeah. The thing the thing that's interesting about this is because Sony can make good Spider Man movies. So Into the Spider-Verse is, uh, and Across the Spider-Verse are objectively fantastic movies. Now, Agreed. The, like the second, Across the Spider-Verse, I think is the second one, hmm. that ended effectively on a similar note, as in like, this is the halfway point. This is where the movie actually starts. And I remember watching that and I remember being like, holy fuck, this is the best thing. I am so excited for the next film. I can't believe I've got to wait X amount of years. With this, I was like, what? Hmm. What? I got... They want to. They want me to think there's going to be m- m- no. There's not going to be more of this. No, and, and and even if they wanted to do that, nobody's coming back for this. Nah. Like nobody's going to do chance. that. They're all distancing nah. themselves from it. I mean, Dakota Johnson's been fucking talking smack about it for ages. Well, can I please then do a bit of trivia or false for you? As because this is the perfect segue into trivia or false reads. Love it. So what I have done this week is because. This is just utter nonsense. So what I decide to do is replace this a little bit. This is still trivia, and I'd still like you to tell me if it's true or false. But what this is, is this a thing Dakota Johnson actually said about this movie? Cool. Okay. Trivia. Did you make up the other ones? Okay, right. So there are some in here which I made up, and there are some in here which are actual Dakota Johnson things she said. Spectacular. Some of them are paraphrased. I can't be bothered reading the entire thing. True or false? Madam Webb's script went through drastic changes after dakota johnson joined the project is that true or is that false that's probably true i reckon it is true yep. uh, apparently she was very critical of the fact that the script changed drastically and uh I, one of the reasons many reasons it appears why she's distancing herself from the film uh, <laughs> true or false Riggs? this is a real thing that dakota johnson said about the movie i haven't actually seen the movie and i probably won't is that true or is that false? That's that's a little too, you know, harsh. No, I don't think she said that. This is actually true. Holy the quote shit. does go on a bit further. Uh, I haven't got the rest of it written down here, but in essence, holy shit. Like, if you want to get yourself from this movie, this is the way to do it. Um, okay, third. Is this true or is this Dakota Johnson false? Paraphrasing. I've never done a movie where there's this much blue screen. And there are fake explosions going off and someone's going, explosion! And you act like there's an explosion. To me, it was absolutely psychotic. Is that true or is that false? That sounds pretty true, yeah. That is also true. And I was being facetious with you a moment ago. These were all things Dakota Johnson (laughs) actually said about this fucking movie. What? Like she, Look, like you're on the press trail. The check, the check cleared, pal. You know, clearly, DJ. Absolutely. The check cleared. Just there's, there's something to be said about shutting the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. Like I, I it's, but to be fair, to be completely fair with you, I'm never going to actively go and see one of these moves again, unless again it might be free for whatever reason. But. It certainly makes for fun content and having a good time. Yeah, we get it to, to have a chat with about it. And, and look, I'm not against it completely i gave it two stars it's not it, it didn't right. it didn't like upset me or offend me it takes a lot i'm pretty fucking hard skinned especially when it comes to movies but you know there was one one review i read i think i sent it to you um uh, and they have a verified account i won't, won't say who it was but the last line of the yeah. review is 
somebody needs to kill Sony's Spider Empty Spider Verse before it's too late. Before it's <laughs> too late, like calm the fuck down. Before four movies in. <laughs> before it's too late for what? What are they going to do? Like, yeah. Oh no, it's too late. They're making two more Madam oh, Web movies. Imagine if they made an Avengers style team up. That would be the absolute pits of life. I I I wouldn't pay for that. But Riggs. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to catch up with you again, having you on the show. Where can our lovely listeners find you and your work? Pleasure being here. Always, always lovely being the resident um, on, on, on my favorite pod. Uh, yeah, uh, again, Hit 66 Sound and Screen is, is my production house and uh, the Cable Sound Studios is our studio. We're, we're online all the normal places. Um, and you can check us out on uh, the Filmatics podcast with my mate Addy. Um, we're we're a, a bi-weekly uh, podcast we come out on the first and the fifteenth, and the next episode which will be dropping on the first. Uh, sorry, yes, we dropping on the first. We just dropped one on Klaus, the uh, Disney. Uh, sorry, um, the Netflix picture. I've seen it. I've not watched it yet. It's very Listen good. To it. Um, and uh, and yeah, on the first of March, it's fucking Morbin time, bitches. Morbin time. Morbin oh, enough. Invited me along. Cool. I wish you'd invite me along for that one. Hang on a minute. Let me let me just ask my uh, my counterpart here, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Sign, sign up to the Filmatics podcast. Where, Logan, you, you still here? Logan, I'm using my telekinesis. I can see you're in a strip club. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I don't know what Professor, Professor X no, is not. doing. He's bumming around with Deadpool. He, he absolutely wants everyone here to sign up to the Filmatics podcast. Give it a listen. Check out Riggs's Hit 66 Studio, which you can find on Instagram. You can find it all over the place. It is such fantastic content. And guys, we want to say thank you so much for sticking, to, sticking out. If you're still here, we appreciate you. And if you're not still here, we still appreciate you for joining. The download means everything to us. Please give us a five-star review. You can do it in your podcast capture of choice. It'll be right there for you. You can do it. Spotify, Apple, whatever you use. Less than a second it takes. Absolutely. And thank you, as always, Mr. Matthew Bliss. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, because my God, the quality is probably way better than if I did it. Uh, if you want him to be part of our podcasting team, get in touch. Uh, on business at mbpod.com or head to mbpod.com that's changed uh, to find out about his services everything he does everything he touches t- turns to gold it even this podcast about gold. this unfortunately they didn't give him the script to Madam Web which we, he could have t- he could have turned it to gold for them he could have done it hey look no he gave him the original one and then um, <laughs> and then he changed it and Dakota Johnson was fucking pissed <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I absolutely bet. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Riggs, as always. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Until you. next time. Tally ho, baby! Three, two, one. That's so good. There's at least three three seconds there, maybe. No, I got it right <laughs> at the same time. My internet's better than yours. Ha, 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 ha. Wow, that's cold. But also probably true. Our internet sucks absolute donkey dicks. Weird flicks. My internet's faster than yours. My my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Nah, no way. My dad couldn't beat up shit. I feel like shit's an easy thing to beat up, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already begun. But how would you know it was beaten up? All right, okay. I'm going to do this before we uh, devolve into nonsense. Okay. Get you.